Welcome to the Peeled Onion Podcast with JV. Welcome to Apocalypse Morning. Shocking all problems formed without a shot of a warning. Lost in the fog, calling a guard is a populist morning. These clouds are ominous forming. This is Metropolis falling. Subconscious is woven with conventional wisdom. Sensing the children, sent expressed to where free expressions forbidden. What's up, people? Today we're going to talk about gun violence and the real statistics. I know this is a very hot button issue with a lot of people and that's exactly why I want to get some of the real numbers and facts out there. As you will hear me say many times going forward, people have got to stop listening to mainstream media and these power hungry elitist politicians. It really pisses me off when they act as if it's up to them to let me defend myself, my family, and my property. Um, that is a right I have as a human being, period. I can guarantee you that most that nobody is going to dictate if I can defend what's mine. And I can only assume that that's the mindset of most hardworking people in the country. So I want to touch base on some of the lies that the mainstream media and politicians are constantly peddling to the American people, as well as the real stats about gun violence. I would also like to discuss what some of the problems are that lead to gun violence. So let's start with what is the definition or criteria that constitutes a mass shooting? The answer might surprise you. There isn't a clear consensus. Even bullshit Wikipedia says there's a lack of consensus on what constitutes a mass shooting. But um, most definitions include a minimum of three or four victims, not including the shooter, in a short period of time. And some definitions exclude warfare, gang violence, armed robberies, and familicide. So you can see clearly, you can clearly see a problem from the very get-go. Um, currently, there's no legal definition for uh, mass shooting. The FBI provides a close definition with the term mass murder, um, which they define as a number of murders, three or more, occurring during the same incident with no distinctive time period between murder. Uh, now, um, now Obama mandated a definition for mass killing with the, let me make sure I'm saying this right, the Investigative Assistance for Violent Crimes Act of 2012, which defines this uh, phrase as three or more killings during an incident excluding the death of the perpetrator. This act also gave the FBI the authority to assist with investigations in which a mass killing took place. Mass shootings, however, are a specific subtype of mass murder or mass killing that denote the use of a firearm during the incident. Uh, neither profile for a mass shooting perpetrator nor a definition for mass shootings has been established and Different definitions of what constitutes a mass shooting lead to contradictory results between studies. So, long story short, uh, these contradictory results lead to mainstream media and anti-gun politicians being able to spin the narrative in whatever direction they want, clouding the issue even further. Now, let's get into the myth that 
the United States leads the world in mass shootings, as most mainstream media will have you believe. You must keep in mind what we just talked about, that the definitions or lack thereof severely impact the out, outcome of these studies uh, that try to paint the United States as the mass shooting capital of the world. For instance, the one thing we do know is that we have a pattern now of mass shootings in this country that has no parallel anywhere else in the world, said President Obama. Now, Obama's administration cited a then-unpublished paper by criminologist Adam Lankford. Now, Lankford's paper, of course, received coverage in hundreds of news stories all over the world purporting to cover all mass shootings around the world from 1966 to 2012. Uh, Lankford claimed that the United States... Um, had 31% of public mass shooters despite having less than 5% of the world's population. Now, Langford's study reported that over the 47 years, there were 90 public mass shooters in the United States and 202 in the rest of the world. Now, a report from the Crime Prevention Research Center collecting cases using the same definitions of mass shootings used by Langford found even when use, using coding <clears throat> choices that are more charitable to Langford, such as uh, excluding any cases of insurgencies or battles over territory, his estimate of the U.S. share of shooters falls from 31% to 1.43%. It also accounts for 2.1% of murders and 2.88% of their attacks. All of these are much less than the United States, 4.6% of the population. Also in this particular study, of the 86 countries identified with mass public shootings, the United States ranks 56 per capita in its rate of attacks and 61st in mass public shooting murder rate. Norway, Finland, Switzerland, and Russia all have at least 45% higher rates of murder from mass public shootings than the United States. Now, when Langford's data is revised, the relationship between gun ownership rates and mass public shooters, it disappears. You know, you might ask, how can this be? Well, you know, in my mind, one possibility is that guns don't enable mass shooters. Gun owners can also deter and prevent such shootings. Uh, another is that culture, not gun ownership, is a, uh, is a bigger factor in shootings. So we could go on all day and night citing the numbers from different studies. As, as I said earlier, there are no definitions of what a mass shooting is. And all these studies that can cherry pick numbers to swing the study in their favor. Um, let's go ahead and look at some hard numbers about gun deaths in the country. So on average, 36,000 people die from guns in the country annually. Of that 36,000, roughly 22,000 are suicide, while 13,000 are homicides. Now, 20% of all firearm homicides occur in the 25 largest U.S. cities. Of the 13,000 homicides, nearly 81% occur in urban areas. That's a nice way of saying the ghetto or inner city. So, essentially, if you don't live in the inner city, your chances of dying from gun violence is extremely low. 
the fact that firearm homicides are so heavily concentrated in the inner city should tell rational thinking a rational thinking person that this isn't a gun issue i mean middle america has more guns than food and they don't have this type of violence to put it bluntly america's inner cities are a socio-political microcosm of destructive cultures they they always have been and as far as i can see they always will be you know all you have to do and do your own research if you don't believe me is look at these these major cities that have been ran and had democratic policies implemented for decades and decades just do your own research on that gun violence it's simply a byproduct we can debate the genesis of the state of our inner cities and the people and or institutions responsible for it another time now Knowing all of this, I want you to imagine what the gun homicide numbers would be if our inner cities didn't have these particular issues. Let's just say it's likely uh, we would not be having this discussion. Now, as far as addressing the issue of the vast majority of gun deaths each year in this country being suicide, we can point to the overwhelming evidence of the mental health crisis in this country. I can point to not only gun deaths, but look at the opioid epidemic and the homelessness in America right now. When it comes to suicide, the only thing I can say is if too many guns are what cause high suicide rates, we'd be leading the world in suicides. But yet again, we don't. Hell, the top countries for suicide don't even allow their citizens to own firearms. Please don't take this the wrong way, and I don't mean to sound uncaring when it comes to people losing their loved ones to suicide. I, I honestly you know, think it's absolutely heartbreaking, and I don't wish it on anyone, but I'm not willing to give up my rights to self-defend. As far as I'm concerned, if you don't have the tools necessary to effectively defend yourself, you don't have the right to self-defense, and the gun is the most effective tool. According to the now, according even to the CDC, this is the CDC. About two million Americans use guns to defend themselves or their families every year. Now, factor in the fact that most of these scumbag politicians who are catering to the far-left loonies want to want to defund the police. These same people that don't want you to have a gun are surrounded by armed guards. Everyone better wake up and realize we live in a dangerous world. There is evil out there, no matter what you think. And hope is not a course of action. Just because you have been lucky enough to have never experienced a violent crime, it doesn't mean it'll never happen. Having a firearm is an insurance policy to help us deal with real world dangers. And I, I really truly say this to myself and I, and I do tell people this, I personally pray I'm never in that situation where I have to use my gun, but I am prepared for it. Now to bring up the second amendment, I believe the bill of rights is an interlinked matrix where uh, one right cannot exist without the other. I mean, the First Amendment is crucial, yet must be protected by the Second Amendment and vice versa. The primary reason for the Second Amendment is to ensure the scrutiny, scrut 
I'm sorry, the security of the free state, while some would paint this in the light, only military having guns, it is specifically intended to allow everyday citizens the ability to protect themselves and their country. Firearm owners in the United States are the guardians of the Second Amendment. Now, you better believe this, people. You better open your eyes, stop being sheep, stop listening to mainstream media. There is an active attempt not only to slowly diminish many of the liberties set forth by the Bill of Rights, but to totally disarm this country's citizens. Now, I encourage everyone listening to engage as many people on the topic as possible. Uh, it is also essential that we educate our children on the meaning of the Second Amendment. I can assure you the public education system is trying to indoctrinate them. I'm going to go ahead and start wrapping this up. Uh, the upside to firearm ownership far exceed any perceived drawbacks. Make no mistake, there is a concerted effort on the part of the media and a lot of people running for positions of power to dissuade as many Americans as possible from gun ownership. And I would go as far uh, as wanting to totally disarm people in the country. It's not because they genuinely care about your well-being or the safety of the people you love, but because they know what a gun does to law to a law-abiding citizen. No, it doesn't turn them into bloodthirsty lunatics looking for their next kill. It empowers them. It enables you to take your safety into your own hands and not depend on anyone else. Our shitty so-called leaders know that they can't control people who don't rely on them for their safety. I say this all the time. The truth is the likelihood of you ever needing to use a firearm to defend your life is slim to none. However, if the day comes, it'll be the most important day of your life. You only get one life, and trust me, there's nothing like the dread of the dread of helplessness you'll feel if that day comes and you don't have what you need to protect the most important thing to you your life and the people that you love so real quick i wanted to throw out another statistic the ar-15 you know the evil ar-15 uh, is the most widely owned rifle in in america owned by at least 10 million people and is used less times per year to kill than hammers and fists are used to kill people according to the fbi so give that some thought too um, I think it's a good place to end this episode and hopefully it gives you some, some things to think about. Uh, I will tell everyone until I have no breath left in my body, turn off mainstream media and start getting real information from alternative news sources. The truth is out there. You've just got to look for it. Start making positive changes in the country by voting for your local politicians Go to school board meetings and start making changes at the lower levels first. We've got to start at the lower level. So, uh, I hope you've all enjoyed this episode. Please download, like, share, and I will talk to you next time. Peace.
Welcome to apocalypse morning. Shocking all problems formed without a shot of a warning. Lost in the fog, calling a guard is a populist morning. These clouds are ominous forming. This is metropolis falling. Subconscious is woven with conventional wisdom. Sensing the children, sending express to where free expressions forbidden. Devil's